welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Say Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. Every day to define man's mission yeah. Look into the sky for divine transmission yeah. Deaf man's vision makes the blind man listen yeah. Eyes on the prize, this is blind ambition Thank you Welcome to another edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast We are on episode number 41 We are back to talk about shenanigans and more shenanigans <laughs> I'm here with my co-host, Antaku What's going on, man? It's the circus week, man. <laughs> we have made it one one week out, exactly one week out. Um, before we even get started on the fights, so uh, we were talking off air about Iron Fist and all these Marvel shows. So, uh, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen Iron Fist, you might want to skip this next part. It's not really a spoiler; it's just one scene that I thought. <laughs> oh my god so all right all right just a quick mini rant like I, iron fist to me overall it's not a bad show but like if i was to rank the marvel shows it, this definitely comes in less for for many reasons but there was a scene um i think it was towards it's towards like the end of the the back end of the season and um i can't remember what the setup of the scene was but Danny goes through this thing where they're telling him that the Iron Fist's purpose is to guard Kunlun, and, like, that's the only thing he's ever supposed to do, but Danny's kind of in the struggle, because he's back on, you know, he's back in New York, and he's trying to make amends with his family, all that good stuff, blah, 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 blah. And they, (laughs) so, so they show him somebody, I can't remember who showed it to him, somebody shows him a video of an old Iron Fist, and this is supposed to be some, like, ancient footage they captured, so, like, the the, the guy's like, um, this is an Iron Fist from 1938, or some random old year, and they show him <laughs> this really fake, old, grainy footage of this old Iron Fist, who I think had both hands glowing, and, like, there are people just running through, like, the forest, I guess, somewhere in Kunlun, and then this Iron Fist dude just comes out of nowhere, and he just, and he just starts throwing hands and beating people up. But like, you know, you know how like videos from like, way back in the day looked. How like the frame weight was really different and like like stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like how it sped things up and stuff. Yeah, like, but it looked like they took a 2017 video camera and just threw the grainy filter. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> It looks it so terrible. Just, I spent all day thinking about that scene. I was like, that might have been the corniest thing. <laughs> I don't know, man. That scene was... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I, like, I like the show. It's decent, but uh, they have some questionable... Some real questionable moments, and that that moment right there, man. When I saw that footage, I was just like, "Oh my god, I don't." That wasn't y'all, y'all. It 
It would have been better off if you would have just explained it instead of actually showing him the footage because I thought it was terrible. If I can find a link, I'll just send you the... <laughs> it was bad. It was so, so bad. Oh, my God. <sighs> like, uh, Iron. I've only seen two episodes of Iron Fist. The one... Wait, how far along are you? Um, I am currently on, I have 20 minutes left in episode 12, so I got, uh, tech, like, one and a half episodes left. Alright, I'm not sure. Did he get swatted yet? Uh, I don't think so, did he? Did he kill the dude yet? No, no, uh, nobody died. The, the only people who died have all come back to life, so nobody's permanently kicked the bucket yet. God damn it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. I, I don't. I've only seen two episodes of the whole thing. For all I know, I lost, I watched the last two. But it's hilarious because you could tell like different parts of the story where like different people in the production just gave up, <laughs> <laughs> just straight up stopped caring. It, it this show like compared to all the other, it feels really rushed. Like. Like, they wanted to, like, everybody was so happy for Defenders to come out, but they were like, oh, man, we still got to do Iron Fist. So they just kind of, like, threw something together. Like, Iron Fist, it was doomed from the jump because people didn't like who they cast as Iron Fist. Didn't help that he's absolutely freaking, like, not good. He is not a good actor, I'm sorry. (laughs) He's not a good martial artist. He doesn't look like a martial artist. He doesn't move like a martial artist. Yes, yes. Yeah, and I will say, because uh, some people were telling me like I, they thought that I would enjoy the fighting in the show. I mean, the fighting's not bad. It's 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 pretty good, but it's not better than Daredevil. Like Daredevil, by far, had out of all the Marvel shows, had the best fighting choreography. Like that choreography was better than most Hollywood movies I've seen. But yeah, Iron Fist, man, y'all gotta. <laughs> I'm sure all these shows will get a season two, but Iron Fist, man, y'all gotta get it together. Uh, let's not do any more 1930s grainy footage with uh, 2017 cameras with grainy filter to try yeah, to... <laughs> legit, legit, I know it drives up the production cost, but come on. Right. <laughs> yeah, I ain't telling, yeah, I ain't telling me did they have one of those cameras just sitting around somewhere. Yeah. To dust it off a little bit. <laughs> it, was, it was so bad. But, uh, <laughs> Marvel aside... <laughs> Um, yeah, man, one one week out, uh, a fight that I didn't think was going to become a thing, um, it became a thing, um, August 26th, Mayweather, McGregor, this is, this is going down, and between, like, the last time we even mentioned this fight up until now, there have been so much shenanigans, we've had a press tour, um, we had media the, workouts. Yeah, media <laughs> quote unquote workouts. I'll call them oh, media. Okay. I'll call them media movement. I don't, I don't even know if they. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude, 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 dude! Boxers have no idea who like boxing fans have no idea who Elo Pertal is. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, boxing doesn't. They don't yeah. do. I'm guessing oh, movement coaches. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm guessing oh boxers goodness. don't they don't do movement coaches. That's not a, a thing there. <laughs> oh, oh, oh man, my God. I, can, I, I want freaking who, who they have on commentary for the the fight. It's gonna be. It's not 100 percent. Paulie's gonna be there. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know who's... I think they announced it, too. I uh, should have checked. I'm not sure who's actually officially announcing. Because I just want to fucking hear Paul Malinaji quote Ido Portal and just be like, you wouldn't... You What? You wouldn't scare a, a hooker with a cock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, this this fight, man. This uh oh, and then we had the whole Connor and uh, uh what's the other boxer's name? Uh, Polly. Polly. Yeah, that that oh, whole. Oh my God, it's Carl Froch. Oh wait, this is Sky Sports. Never mind. I thought I thought it was Carl Froch and Dan Hardy. Well, they're, they're gonna be doing the Sky Sports UK version, which is probably the version I watch because I ain't paying for this shit. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I don't know if I'm going out for this either. I've been invited to a fight party, and I'm decided. I'm not gonna lie though, I'm leaning towards going to this fight party only because I want to experience you, this with other people. I want to experience this with people who know, who like only know Mayweather and McGregor, and don't understand like the differences between the two in terms of like what it takes to be an MMA fighter, what it takes to be a boxer. So as the fight goes on, and they have the, no idea what is unfolding in front of them, I, I just want to see the expression change in the room. <laughs> like the atmosphere goes up, this joyous raucous. Oh my god, I can't believe this is a magical, like this is a magical thing we're seeing. We're gonna see this big competitive fight, and it's gonna be sell five million pay per view buys. And then it's just like Floyd Mayweather playing, like basically playing with a dude in the gym for like twelve rounds. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, see, I'm gonna be around like actual like fight fight fans. So, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's still gonna be entertaining in, in some <clears throat> weird, strange way. But um, but, like, it'll be like Bellator 180 type entertainment, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, pretty this, much. This is what this was the most of what we could have expected, and it's hilarious. Like, speaking of the, I'm actually glad you brought that up because I went to the theater to see Bellator 180 for a brief moment. I, I considered going to the theater to watch this fight until I found out that tickets were what? Four, it's like $40, I think. Don't you dare give these people your money. <laughs> How dare you? I, al <laughs> I almost thought of it. Because I had so much fun watching that Bellator card. And I was like, this might this this might top that. But, yeah, $40 for a movie ticket? No, sir. No way. Not at all. Well, at least, at least the people there will probably get like a better net boxing. Like Gervonta, da uh, Gervonta Davis is on the card. Um, other people, the only girl to have, the only woman to have ever beaten um, Garza Shields is going to be making her pro debut on the card. Uh, Sean Porter was on the card, but a, fam a family member died, so he's off. Uh, so like it, it's a real boxing card underneath it. I'll give it that. He didn't do the obvious, terrible, awful thing he normally does and put Ishe Smith on the card. Literally the most boring boxer on earth. So this so, is basically... This is like Bellator, kind of. This is like a Bellator boxing card. You, you throw in... Basically. Yeah, you throw in basically. great talent, but you just headline it with a freak show. This is, like... Yeah, this is all those cards that Kimbo headlined. Basically. <laughs> Oh god, I don't even know where to start. Do we care about the Connor and Paulie oh. thing? Whatever. <laughs> we I care as much as that. That's probably going to be Connor's next fight. Ah. See, I, I'm 
still like novice boxing knowledge. I didn't like. I know Pauly was a boxer. How long he's been retired though, right? Uh, for like, here's the thing: he retired before this string of inactivity. But then somebody paid them big money to go fight in Italy. Um, dude, I think he's like the last big Italian descended boxer right now. Uh, in recent years, anyway. Hold up, let me see. Uh, he hasn't. He fought literally. Um. In March. He, I remember now. He got knocked out by Sam Eggington. Uh, he retired. Yeah, he retired. Um. In 2015, for like a month, after he lost to Danny Garcia, and then he went to go fight in Milan, and then he kept going. Oh, hold on! I think I saw that Garcia so, fight. He got tooled in that yeah, fight. Yeah, no, didn't he? no. Yeah, yeah. He got, he got actually like the shit beat out of him. Okay, yeah. I think I think I might have saw that fight. I think I did see that fight. Point being, like Paulie has been past his prime, well before he retired. Like he he's been out. He has not been like. A solid boxer since he basically beat Adrian Broner and Zab Judah. Like I know he lost to Broner, but I thought he won the fight, so whatever. Uh, and that was like four years ago. He's been shot ever since, basically. Do you buy into that him and Connor was like that whole thing was just publicity for the fight? Or you think this I, is like I, I think Connor played Malinaji to a T. And Malinaji, while an, an amazingly talented analyst, is kind of like a dumb person in real life. <laughs> and just will continually walk into the rake that is at the at his feet and let it hit him in the face. Because if he had said nothing about, like, if he had just said it was a shove, they probably don't, like, feel pressured to release the, the training video. But this man literally tweeted about it. 50 times in one afternoon. <laughs> like, that's not... That's not... An over... Like, I'm not over-exaggerating. No, yeah, it's not, yeah. Like, yeah. I was on Twitter, and I was watching people that I follow retweet, like, all of his tweets, and I was like, dude, let it go. Like... <laughs> it's like the ultimate, I'm not mad. Like, I'm not mad, but... Right. <laughs> but here's a, a tweet storm freaking Kanye West could not even match. Like, well, I mean, I, I guess I get it. You know, I, like, I, 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 I get it if he wasn't so dumb about it. Because, again, this probably never comes out if he doesn't go on this, like, mini-media tour promoting the fact, that, like, this controversy. It, I, feel probably, like it was, I feel like it's because it's Connor. Like, I feel like if this was anybody else, he probably wouldn't have. Well, he's doing it because... He's a prideful dude. Like that's basically it. Like it, it's Connor provoking him, but he's falling for it, dude. Like Connor setting up the next money fight. <laughs> he's, not, he's not coming back to that, the UFC. That, that is, has always been Connor's strength. I swear to God. Like I remember, I, I don't know. Um, a long time ago, not a long time ago. What the fuck am I saying? Back when CM Punk left the WWE, he did this like two-hour-long interview with his boy Colt Cabana about like why he left, why he refused to go back. And one of the things he talked about was he had to work with like he was always while he was in the WWE he was always looking for the next dude to work with because if you don't have somebody to work with you get left behind. You know what I mean? Right. And 
as, as much as like purist combat sports fans don't want to admit it, the WWE isn't like its own thing. Everything that they learned about psychology and like how to play crowds and like how to draw business comes from like learning it through actual combat sports. And that's why guys like Connor and Floyd make millions of dollars because they understand that. And they understand how to manipulate these like these other dudes into like just falling in line with them. Remember that freak remember that first um world not Mediatorum, they did that whole big conference thing with like tw- like the next like fifteen main events and they were all sitting on stage and Connor took turns like poking fun at all of them. Oh yeah, he was planning he that's why if the, the Connor if Connor and Woodley or if if Woodley's still champ assuming, but like if that fight's happened, he's he planted the seed for that like a year or two ago already. Like, dude, yeah, he, <laughs> he, he planted seeds with everybody. Everybody, yeah. It was Woodley, it was Cerrone, it was like, like it, 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 you have to, like, if this is the show, like you have to do it. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give him that. As much as I'm not like a fan of the antics, he he's mastered how to play the game. Like, he he knows how to position himself to get just anybody. And people, yeah, like I said, people will bite. Because he's just Connor. Because people hate him. He's annoying. He's he's annoying, you know. and he's fucking famous. Like right, the face of combat sports right now. And yeah, he, he a million people will buy no matter who's on the like who's on the other side of the damn cage or ring in this case. It's crazy that he talked his way into this fight. Like I can't think of anybody else who pulled off something so lucrative. In a fight where they realistically probably don't have more than like a five percent chance of winning. <laughs> like, I was gonna say if you want to talk about people who pulled like who are just like pulling grifts and shit, like we we just gotta look on the other side of the ring. Like we we talk about how Connor like conned himself into a nine a, a nine figure check, like. Let's talk about fucking Floyd. Good God. This man is going to make a third of a billion dollars. (laughs) It's probably going to be a hell of a lot more than that because he's betting money on himself to win. And everything he's done in the past since, even including the freaking world tour, was to push the line closer together. (laughs) So that when he bets... $25 25 million dollars on himself the payout's just fucking larger like yeah he uh he has grifted <laughs> <laughs> he took the easiest 50 and oh that anybody's ever gonna get he took the easiest half a billion dollars that any man will ever make oh man I, like like Think, think about it like this. Floyd has the top three pay-per-views of all time. One is the, one is the, uh, the Pacquiao fight. One is the De La Hoya fight. One is the, the hat, uh, not the Hatton fight. What the hell am I talking about? One is the, um, the Canelo fight. Everybody hated those fights. They hated every second of those fights. <laughs> and yet each one, uh, like, 
they still he's still he's about to cross the two million mark and probably like the four million mark again. What's weird though is, he, I feel like most people when they buy a Mayweather pay per view, they want to see him lose. He's and, a heel. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like I understand them wanting to see him lose, and like, like me, I like I, when I saw the Canelo, when I heard the Canelo fight, I wanted to see that because I. And in my heart of hearts, I wanted to see Canelo win, and I thought he could, but God, did that fight go wrong? But <laughs> like, we, you buy the Floyd fight, well, most people do because they think he has a chance to lose. But I'm like, if you're buying this fight, you can't be buying it because you really, honestly think he's gonna lose. I, I don't get it. Like, I, I, like I do, I do, I 100% do. I, like, I, I get it, but like, I, I don't get it because like. It, like you know what Connor does that uh, that is just probably his greatest strength as like a, a fighter in general. He says things he's going to do and then he does them. Like and I can't undersell how hypnotizing and brainwashing that is. Just an MMA in general. Yeah. Like in combat sports in general, and just, or even in freaking life in general. Like, he he says he's going to go out there and knock out the greatest striker in MMA history in a round, and then he does it in 13 seconds. He says he's going to go out there and knock out Dustin Poirier in a round, and he does that. He says he before he even got to the UFC, he said he was going to go and win two belts in the UFC, and he goes out and does that. I understand why there is so much passion and belief in him. I I, I get that it's blinded people who think that boxing is just like a is hella basic. Right. I don't see how it's put him in a position where he has better freaking odds on him than like Miguel Cotto or Madonna or freaking who who else? Uh. God, um, Canelo, Canelo was a bigger underdog. Wow. <laughs> <coughs> he's uh he's made some potent Kool Aids. <laughs> he's <laughs> he, he's made the most potent Kool Aid ever. And yeah, you know what the I, scariest part is, I don't think he's going to will himself to victory, but he might will himself to a round. I mean. And it's entirely possible because Floyd is a seven-round fighter. Like he he will only fight for like seven rounds, and you know what's going to happen? MMA fans and Connor fans are going to see Connor landing on the shoulders and landing on like the elbow and think, "Oh my God, he's doing all this damage!" <laughs> right? <laughs> they're going to try to give him rounds from. Thing is, that, they're going to they're going to say, "Look what he did with like." Six months of block with just straight up boxing training. Right, Imagine right. if he did this shit all the time. Like the bar is so low for him. Like for Floyd, Floyd doesn't give a fuck. Like that's the thing. Like the like the only thing that matters to Floyd is a that he wins and b that he gets paid. So like the, the, he doesn't give a fuck if he knocks him out. Not at all. He's like, yo, fuck if he wins seven five on the cards. Like he doesn't care. 
You think you think a knockout's coming? You think you think Floyd sleeps him? If it's an, I don't think it'd be a knockout. I think it'd be like, okay, Connor has completely stopped throwing. He's so freaking tired that he's literally just throwing himself at Floyd, and like he's getting roughed up in the clinch, and like he's not landing anything. So the ref is just like, you know what? I have to call it. No, you're done. <laughs> And then, and then Connor, who's probably going to be like completely, um, well, not like unhurt, but like just not dazed at all, but like just getting the crabby out of him. Yeah. He's just like there. He's just like, why'd you stop the fight? He's going to throw his arms up, blah, blah, blah. What's going to happen is, what's probably going to happen is, Floyd's going to win this fight like 11 1, 10 2 on the cards. And then go and ride off into that billion. He's going to be the first athlete to cross a billion dollars in the modern era, not in like the whole of history. Yeah, I don't see a knockout. As funny as that would be, yeah, I'll give Connor more credit that I don't think he'll get knocked out. But I mean, it's entirely yeah. possible. It, it definitely is. It definitely is. Because I think oh. I feel like people. Undersell. Oh, we we haven't talked about. Uh, finish your thought, but we, yeah. we have to get to the um to Nevada, the state of Nevada. Yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like people undersell. Like I get it. Floyd's not a knockout artist, but he can still land pretty flush. I I feel like he I feel like he could knock people out. He just knows he doesn't have to, so he just kind of coast. Oh yeah, no. Like, yeah, the, the, Floyd's not. Well, he is feather fist. He um he has. He has to get, like, shots in his hand before a fight so he can, like, go the 12 rounds. Yeah. Like, he's actually pretty bad, but, um... Uh, I don't expect him not, like... The the only way that he just, like, goes for broke in this fight is that he just sees that Connor is so tired and just so not with it that he just fucking... <laughs> he just, just wails on him. He just, like, he just, yeah, like, he just puts something together and just wails on him for a second. But, yeah, I think I think this is gonna be. Uh, this is gonna look like Floyd versus Canelo times like five. Oh, hundred. Yeah, <laughs> that's just, what I was thinking. Like hundred <laughs> percent. This is gonna be a lot of. Oh, all right, I'll say this. I think first first round we might see something. I don't know, quote unquote, good from Connor. Like I think that'll be his peak round, like rounds one and two, where he might. He might, I don't know, maybe he'll land something. It won't do any significant damage, but he'll have that moment where it's like, oh, maybe he does belong in here. But it's going to be one of those short-lived moments. Like, he'll have one or two good punches, and then it'll be the rest of the fight. It'll just look like Canelo. He's going to swing. There'll be air that he'll be swinging at, and Floyd won't be there, and he'll get pieced up, and that will just repeat probably for 12 rounds. Maybe he gets stopped by, like, the 10th just out of pure exhaustion and just... <laughs> getting abused for so long but I, I foresee a lot of booze and a lot of disappointed people and I can't wait to go to Twitter just after this fight is over um, I'm more <laughs> no. I'm more anticipating like the after fight antics than like the actual fight itself so I expect like four different types of um, backlash we're, we're going to have the obvious racist backlash. So, like, you, just, like, a whole bunch of Floyds calling um, Floyd, like, a coward and the N-word and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, like, 
all that good shit. Then we're gonna have like the MMA backlash where like this is boring. Um, Connor should defend the belt. Blah blah blah. And then we're gonna have like old black man Twitter where like <laughs> where like all the black like all the old black heads are like fucking um boxing um experts. Yeah, <laughs> and they're gonna be like beautiful fucking display. Like, oh, hold on. Uh, where it just validates the sport for them, and like it just devalues MMA again. <laughs> oh man, yeah, and then like the, and the fourth is like mainstream people just being like, I, like I don't get it. What was the big deal? <laughs> Or, 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 I can't believe I got duped into this shit. Oh, man. Uh, that's what I'm waiting for. That's what I'm, I'm re, I'm, I'm telling anybody. I don't have a lot of Twitter followers, but I'm going to be on a hunt that day. And anybody who says they were disappointed, I'm retweeting you. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going on a hunt that day. I'm retweeting everybody. Oh, you're getting it. You are getting it. Oh, I'm coming for everybody. If I see anybody who retweets, oh, I can't believe I. Bo- oh, I'm getting you. You can't. You can't. You gotta change the name for that one, man. You, <laughs> for the day. Just like. It's, it's like Trump. It's like Trump regrets, but it's like Floyd Mayweather. Uh, right. <laughs> May, uh, May Mac regrets. <laughs> oh man, I'm coming for people that day. Um, uh, just, just like what you gotta just gonna quote, you gotta quote them be like what what the fuck did you think was gonna right. I can't wait to just have those kind of, oh, and I got, I got so many bets, oh, I feel like these bets, because I have people at my job who've been betting on this fight, I feel like nobody's really going to honor these bets, but I, I, I can't wait, I, I can't wait for the aftermath. Alright, so, um, real quick, let's talk, let's, let's talk about the, the state of Nevada, very quickly. Nevada, like, what the shit? <laughs> Like, we could talk about this from the angle of like Nevada always bows for their freaking biggest stars. They vowed for Floyd Mayweather in the past. They literally pushed back his jail sentence so he could fight. Like, I will never get past that. They pushed back this man's jail sentence so that he could fight. So that he could generate money for the state of Nevada. Hey man, the, the green. <laughs> Dude, oh my does. god! I just That's remembered something. Do you remember when you? Do you remember when um, crap? I can't remember which MMA event it was. I want to say it was Anderson popped, but that's not real. That's not right. It might have been when one like when Diaz popped, and they were doing that. But do you remember? Uh, I remember Fight Pass was out. I remember because I watched it live. So. I want to say in the um, the Showtime lead up for um, Canelo, was it the Canelo fight? One of those fights. Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather was in the gym, and what? So what the, his gym does is they have all the young guys fight off, and they go rounds until one of the guys quits. So like they'll they'll do three minute rounds, three minute rounds, three minute rounds, and whoever quits, that's when the fucking that's when the sparring ends. So it's young guys versus veterans. Like the veterans are obviously just whooping, like whooping ass on the young dudes. Right. And while this is all going on, they're all, everybody in the fucking room is just smoking weed. 
<laughs> and this is on the Showtime version of this. What is that? It's, it's all access. I want to say it's all access. I can't. Re- I can't remember which ones. Like, I think was twenty four seven for um like HBO and all access for Showtime. But um, so the, uh, the for uh, for obviously catches backlash for this, and is forced to go. In front of the um, athletic commission, guess what he tells the athletic commission about all this? That's gonna be the most Floyd thing ever. Oh, hold up, I'm losing you. What do you say? I didn't say anything. I'm, I'm, I want you to guess. Ah, uh, um, hold on. Were they in? Was we? All right, I'm guessing we wasn't legal at this point when this happened. Um, I could probably just say he wasn't smoking. You know, he was just, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I have to pull right in front of me. Huh? You, you, you want to hear it? Oh, yeah. I don't just want to sell a fight. I want to sell a lifestyle. It wasn't real. <laughs> it wasn't real marijuana. It's all about entertainment. It's a new generation, a young generation. We believe in going outside boxing and doing something different. Because we did something different. We got better pay-per-views this time around. Wow, was that quote so long? (laughs) It was for the Madonna rematch. Oh, no. That's the most baller answer I've ever heard. (laughs) We do take breaks when we spar. I make sure. I'm not going to let anyone get hurt because safety is important to boxing. Oh, man. Safety and greenery. <laughs> Dude, this man basically went in front of the ne- uh, the Nevada State Athletic Commission and said, we were smoking fake weed and all the fights were fake. <laughs> and they fucking bought it. That's because he's re- he's reached a level of baller that like only few people <laughs> on this earth will ever reach and like when you have that when you're that baller you can just do things like that and it just doesn't matter like he's fighting a zero and zero boxer (laughs) like hey man telling you they they bowed down so hard to him like we haven't even gotten to why i started this whole thing they changed the rule so that since it's above 150 pounds they're supposed to be using 10 ounces. Instead, they're using 8 ounces and drove the line closer. So that Floyd would, still, would make more money when he bets on himself. <laughs> and the only the only thing that he has to do is give the Nevada State Athletic Commission the gloves afterwards so they can conduct si- experiments on them for science. Which is basically a cold word for us, so we can sell the gloves and make money. Hey, man. Talk How? about playing the game. <laughs> like, I've I, I, I mentioned this a million other times, a million other places, but maybe, just maybe, the commission that is responsible for licensing fights and making sure fighter safety is a top priority. Shouldn't it also be a, the commission in charge of making sure, that, like, 
of making a profit for the state of Nevada. Because <laughs> sometimes things don't go hand in hand, and uh, this is one of those times. <laughs> Now that you put it that way, like, I know we said Connor's a master at playing the game, but, yeah, Floyd might, uh, that's not even playing the game. That's just, like, you're just so baller that you can just, <laughs> you just have so much power that it doesn't matter. You can just make up things out of thin air and they happen. I don't hate Floyd, but, like, as a person, but as a man who could just... I'm trying to think of the right word. Like, exploit people, the the structure of his business, the Thank government. He, he is the structure. I can't think of anybody, like, like, like here's the thing, like, Every other boxer on the planet trips over themselves to hang out with Floyd. So that a little bit of his stardom rubs off on them. Hey man, he's... He probably has doors open to him that... Like, literally nobody else on Earth has. Hey man, but that's fucking insane. If you if you got the power, <laughs> hey man, if you got Thor's hammer, I'm not gonna tell you not to use it. You you gotta right. do, you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do, and especially considering, <laughs> you know, this is your last, uh, you know, I guess allegedly your your last hoorah. So, hey man, I, I think this is it. Like unless in the next year or two, somebody in boxing just like catches light, and like they're just. They're doing like ten million views on like TV and like, or they're lighting up like pay per view. I I doubt he comes back. Maybe I I don't even think he wants to get the Canelo rematch. To be honest, no, with no, you. no, no. And I wouldn't want to see that fight again. And I love Canelo, but yeah, I don't, I don't want to see that fight again. Like if Canelo beats Triple G or Triple G beats Canelo, like I don't think he wants either one of them. To be no. honest with you, no. And I feel like at this point, I don't, I don't think he needs it. Like let's talk about how that fight got overshadowed. Like a country mile, like I get it. They're two different demographics because I was hella surprised by the um, what you call it numbers, the the Cesar Chavez Canelo numbers. Did you know? Did you know that went over one million buys? Really? Yeah. Wasn't that fight pretty That's terrible? The only... <laughs> yeah, they just boxed his face was... off. <laughs> well, Chavez ran for like. Like, after he realized he wasn't winning, he just kind of just shambled up. But, um, no, like, they, like, like, Nello has a whole market, the, like, the American pay-per-view buying audience that, like, Floyd doesn't have, to be honest with you. Like, there, there's a reason why two of his fights have been, like, the two of his fights that have crossed the $2 million mark have been against Mexican-Americans. Or Mexicans and, uh, Mexican, yeah, Mexican-American, you know what I mean? Yeah. So... So may- maybe they're banking on that, uh, and that's why they didn't push that date back to, like, maybe October, November. But, um, yeah, because, like, I haven't seen any type of buzz for that fight. Like, it'll probably ramp up after this week. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like they're probably just, they they know the hype is out of control, so just wait until this all falls apart and all this magnificent 
glory. <laughs> I, I, I really, I, I really think they're hoping that um, what's his name, fucking Foy, just kind of bounces him in a few rounds. Because um, I can't, I can't imagine like the pay per view live audience will be all that ready to open their wallets for a uh, another boxing match like three weeks later. Yeah, especially if this one goes the way we think it's gonna go. I'm still hoping that elbow comes in the third round, though. In the back of my Dude. mind, <laughs> Connor, 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 if you, you're down, you're down nine zero on the cards, man. Like, right. Well, what do you really need? A right. million dollars or to flying knee Floyd Mayweather in the face? Put that movement, coach stuff to work i just want to like oh at this god. point oh my god dude get if Edo portal is in uh connor's corner i want a mic on him oh yeah we have to oh we my god because they don't do mid-fight i forgot they don't do um they do mid-fight interviews with coaches in, in boxing they don't do that shit in mma yeah we we gotta I just want shenanigans. Like, give, give me like four rounds of like actual like real boxing, and then I just want shenanigans afterwards. I just, if I'm gonna get a freak show, I want my freak show, and I want it in the purest freak show form. I want. <laughs> Wait, did you see that video of Ian Portal throwing fucking like tennis balls at um, kind of McGregor? He's just like swatting about the air. I don't want to watch. That. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't want to watch. The game. On a, on a tennis ball. I'm very angry. Floyd never made mention of him playing touch butt in the park. <laughs> that shit is gold. Oh man, this fight is just. I mean, props to both of them for conning no, people into. No props. All the shame on the people. No, I'm, I'm gonna give them props because they're, they're pulling off. This is the one of the greatest heists that we're like. We're about to witness one of the greatest heists ever pulled off, and they're they're about to do it right in plain sight in front of everybody's faces. So I'm going to give them props for somehow pulling this off, because now like this is an official thing. This is actually going to happen. I... But you know, yeah, man. You know what I want um, for Floyd? Um, people always say like he's kind of exploitive, or like uh, yeah, like that he exploits people or he tricks people. I've never felt like tricked by a Floyd fight like ever since he's moved up to like 147 154 like that area I kind of feel like I've always known what I was going to get you know yeah uh, yeah I feel like at this point like you like like after the um I don't even know which fight like after I guess the De La Hoya fight like you kind of figure like you kind of figure this is just who he is now like, he was murdering fuckers in, like, his young career where he was at, like, the lower weights and, and he, like, fucking Ricky Hatton and, uh, all those dudes and Diego Corrales and all those guys. But, um, I, I but, like, for the past 10 or so years, I kind of feel like I know when I was going to get with Floyd. I, like, the Canelo fight, it didn't bother me. The... Pacquiao fight, I kind of enjoy because he just shut down like this amazing, like the most amazing offensive fighter of the past like 15, 20 years. Like the Cotto fight, the uh, the Juan Mark uh, Mar the Marquez fight, like 
these are fights where I knew what to expect when I got into them. And I never felt conned. The McGregor fight. It is the ultimate con job. <laughs> oh, he, man. A large part of this is... Because if, like, Floyd was Triple G, like, this fight wouldn't be happening. You Not know what I mean? Not because, like, Connor wouldn't want it to happen, but because, like, there'd be no type of interest in it because, like... I think a part, like a part of like I want to see Floyd lose type attitude that we see so much is one because he's like a shitty human being, but two, a large part of it comes from the fact that like he just kind of goes a distance. Like you're always gonna have twelve rounds with him, and he's had really close fights, even in fights where he won every single round, basically. Like the um, the Canelo fight was a was a majority decision. Like one bird, one of the judges saw a draw because Canelo was throwing punches and they were missing. And Floyd was landing clean, but Floyd wasn't landing a lot. He wasn't landing, like, all throughout the round. He would, like, save his energy for, like, the last minute of the round and unleash on somebody around the Canelo. Like, we we see... I, I, yeah, a large part of this is, like, Floyd's just not a finisher. I don't know. We could, uh, we could see a finish. I don't think it'll happen, but if it does, I would not, uh, I would not be surprised. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, and, and and ladies and gentlemen, um, in the unlikely scenario that uh, McGregor wins, I, I hope you are ready for that uh, Canelo Triple G call out, because you know that's happening. He's already laid the groundwork for that. He, he was on Bloody Elbow or ESPN or wherever the fuck talking about how he need, he didn't like either one of them. So he just, he just plants seeds everywhere he goes. <laughs> yeah, I guess this final thoughts on this fight before we move on. Um, yeah, forty nine and zero versus um zero and zero. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go forty nine and zero because common sense tells me to. I feel so. like this fight shouldn't count. <laughs> it probably shouldn't. And I mean, for for I'm pretty sure there's the one person out there who's really, really rooting for Connor. Listen, I'm not gonna tell you who not to root for, and I'm not gonna tell you who not to be a fan of. I'm not gonna tell you he doesn't have a chance to win. I also have a chance of winning the lotto, of being struck by lightning. But twice. let's put this into perspective, though. Me and you have a chance to win because Floyd's still human, right? <laughs> but that's right. Not really it. Yeah, yeah, that's basically it. And listen, not not to sell Connor short. Listen, the man, he, he's he's in his combat sports career, not including boxing. He's he's done some some pretty, he's done some great things. You know, he's he's definitely he's 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 earned his spot, though somewhat, sort of. <laughs> he hasn't defended he's one, his of the spot. he's one of the greatest fighters ever. Yeah, he hasn't defended his I, spot. Short resume. He has a short resume, but I will defend him being one of the top 20, 15 fighters ever in MMA. I'll, I'll go 20. I won't go 15. <laughs> but that's another argument for another day. But, yeah. I mean, point point being, he's 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 earned his, his spot. He's he's beaten most of the people minus the one Nate Diaz fight. He's beaten everyone who's been in front of him. He's taken a lot of souls. Um in MMA and boxing, he has done nothing. I repeat, he has done nothing 
I can't emphasize that he's done <laughs> he's done nothing. And quick side note back to the Pauly footage. I wasn't I don't know if you guys were looking at technique. Wasn't um there's a difference between fighting Pauly and fighting Floyd. I'll just throw that out. Like I feel like a lot of people who are rooting for Connor don't watch Floyd fights. Or like they watch them but they don't watch them. Like they're like, not... dude, you know what it reminds me of? Like, remember back when JDS was like the best boxer in like in the world or whatever and he was like, Oh my guy, he's the greatest MMA fighter of all time and people were talking about like, he was such an amazing boxer. Yeah. And, and he called out um the Klitschko's and he was like, I could beat them. And this reminds me of, like, back then when those, like, the MMA fans were like, oh, he could totally beat the Klitschkoes because JDS is a killer. We real MMA, and, like, especially with the popular dudes, there's, like, this attitude towards um, being being a knockout artist, like, being a finisher that does not translate into boxing. Yeah. Where it automatically makes you the better fighter, right? Yeah, this. Like, and I think that's. I, I think that's just part of the way the MMA is promoted, though. Like, there hasn't been a great enough variety of guys to where we can be like, oh, um, there's an audience. Like, do look all the hate and vitriol that freaking GSP got during his career, right? For being a, pretty much a, a technician. Like, he was popular with the mainstream, but, like, with MMA fans, like, he was diverse of his shit. So, it is what it is. It is what it is. But, it goes down next week. Um, we'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely be back to talk about that fight, uh, when it's over. So, yeah, this, this week's gonna be really, 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 really interesting, to say the least. But like I said, uh, I'm ha- I'm kind of happy I'm being Scotland. Uh, yeah, you you and dude, other people I know are fleeing the country, and I'll I'll be here. I'll be in, I'll be on the front lines reporting. <laughs> yeah. I'll dude, be on the front lines. So when this I don't know if I told you uh, on the podcast or not, but um, when this fight was first announced. Um, there were guys talking about it at my at my job, like the, like you know, like the typical. Oh, I played high school baseball twenty years ago, right? And, and I think I know everything about every sport ever. And like they're the, type, they're the sport dads, basically at this point. Right. Like my kid's gonna play D three. What's your kid doing? Um. But point being, they were talking about the fight, and like they thought it was gonna be an MMA fight. So I, I'm not sure how much of this is, is translating to like the fringes, but <laughs> some people are gonna be surprised when it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's it's gonna be a nice rude awakening. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get on Twitter after this. I can't wait. I cannot wait. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess speaking of DSP, uh. Good old, good old segue. UFC 217. Um, I don't have the date in front of me, so I, I can't remember when exactly that is. But November something. It's, it's soon. It's not too far down the line. Let me, um, let me get this shit up. Fucking internet. Um, 
the hell is this? <laughs> it's it's coming oh, November 4th. There we go. Fuck you, it's... Wikipedia. Like, <laughs> why can't you make this shit easy? But, yeah, this, this, this card, which is uh, coming together really, really, really nicely. Um, I'm on MMA Weekly, so I, I don't know how much more could be to this card, but just to throw some fights out there. So you got Bisming and GSP, which I still don't believe this fight until I actually see them walk in the octagon, but we're going to assume that this fight happens. So it, it's such a weird thing to say because like both dudes are dudes who like make the, like they make the, they make the walk, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. 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 But at the same time, it's just such a bizarre matchup. Yeah. That, yeah. Like I don't, I'm still not a hundred percent belief that this is going to happen. Like, like, try to visualize this shit in, like, your mind's eye. Right, like... Because, you're, like, you're, in, in your head, you're thinking, oh, Michael Bisbing, that's the dude who was, like, getting fucking, um, I don't know, uh, beat up by Dan Henderson, who got fucking knocked out by Dan Henderson on the same card GSP basically became a superstar on. Right. <laughs> uh, I tried to push that knockout in the back of my head. But it's, it's still there. But yeah, that that fight that's apparently happening. Cody Garbrandt and T.J. Dillashaw. That that that's oh man, I can't wait to see that. Wonder Boy and Jorge Masvidal, which just got announced uh, this week. Um, Johnny Hendricks, <laughs> Paulo Enrique uh, Boricina, uh Corey Anderson, Patrick Cummins, Curtis Blades, and Alexi Olenek, who beat. <laughs> Oh man, that fight was hilarious. But RIP Travis Brown's career. Right. <laughs> so yeah, man, there's some good um some good fights on this card. Whoa, um, whoa. How are you gonna pack how you gonna pack uh, um pass up that top ten matchup? That top ten light heavyweight matchup, Corey Anderson, Patrick Cummins. <laughs> oh man, who you got who you got in that? Um, my pillow. <laughs> you know, I'll take Patrick Cummins because fuck it, the dude can take a punch. And it's not like Corey Angus is going to hit him hella hard either. So, yeah, I got I got Cummins via via the gutsy performance he had last time. I'm going to go with Cummins, but yeah, I also have um, I have uh, a lot of booze by the end of that first round. <laughs> <laughs> Well, another thing is, like, Corey Anderson, just, like, a dude who cannot wrestle at the highest levels of MMA. Or even, like, the mid-tier level of, like, heavyweight. Because, like, he gets in the cage with freaking, what, what's the... Shogun. He gets in the cage with Shogun, he's not able to take him down. Like, at all. Like, it, it's not even like he comes relatively close. It's like he hits his hips and just can't get him down. So he ends up losing the fight. Because he gets knocked down twice. <laughs> but yeah, that that fight is here's what it is, I guess. Oh, but uh, just one more, one other one that uh, you didn't mention uh, that you didn't mention. Um, Eamon Zahabi versus Ricardo Ramos. Of oh, that and God Gazamurad and Gulov and Ian Kutalaba. Kutalaba. Um, those are all fun fights. Yeah, like this card is actually. Yeah, this is like this is a really really good card. I wouldn't mind spending my well, 
if, if the GSP Bisbing thing doesn't somehow fall apart, I'm, I might have to spend money on this. Only because this main event is so bizarre. Not only for me, I have so much personally invested in this main event. I'm... <laughs> I think I've mentioned this before. I'm, I'm like one of two people in the USA that likes Michael Bisbing. So <laughs> you and the, you and the homie Joey Knox. Yeah, we're we're the only two. <laughs> so I'm watching two of my favorite fighters, like ever, fight each other in a fight that I never thought I would see happen, and a fight that I'm not even sure who I'm supposed to be rooting for or what I even want to happen. I I just don't. I'm just gonna watch this and just see. I don't know. I don't know what I'm about to watch. It's going to be something. I don't know what it's going to be. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm about to watch a very interesting matchup in a fight where I'm watching GSP, who's probably, I can't say probably, is my all-time favorite fighter, coming off of a, what, three-year, four-year? How long has he been out? It'll be four years, basically almost four years by fight time. Yeah, so... He's coming off a four-year layoff. And the ACL tear, by the way. He tore his right. ACL after he <laughs> retired. Four-year layoff, an ACL tear. His last fight, which some would argue that he lost, but I'm going to argue that he won because I'm a stan. <laughs> but, so he's coming off of that. We got Bisbing, who has been getting by by the skin of his teeth <laughs> in his last few fights. Like, this... This fight is just bizarre, and I don't know. There's just there's so many. I have more questions than answers. Like, well, I don't know what Bisbing's gonna look like at 85. I'm really interested to see if Bisbing is gonna be able to score some takedowns in this fight. And then, what is this fight gonna look like if Bisbing can't get a takedown? I I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna see. Has, I, I, has, I'm sorry, but has GSP ever fought anybody who's six one? No, Condit. What's Condit? Condit's not six foot. He's probably like five ten. He's. I mean, he's tall, but he's kind of lanky. Like Bisbing's. Yeah, Bisbing's six foot. He's a pretty sizable middleweight. I mean, especially compared to GSP. Oh, Condit's six two. But like, yeah, but Condit's like he's a really skinny. I mean, not to undersell because I, I love Carlos Condit. Yeah. But, no, no, no. But yeah, Condit's like. Like wire, more wiry than like. Yeah, a... then, yeah, like Bisbing has some some size and some some meat on his bones. And then he's probably a better boxer than Condit was. So yeah, and or at least or at least a more consistent one. That and his gas tank doesn't fade. He doesn't. And I, I feel like people undersell this about him. This man is amazing at taking punishment and still like having energy to even finish a fight. Like, I feel like his, like, endurance is just, un it's, it's not human, how somehow he still, even if you think he lost, the fact that he's even still standing after some of these fights is crazy. But, yeah, I don't know who, I feel like common, I can't even say common sense. I, I feel like I should, if I were, if somebody was to put a gun to my head, I would pick Bitsing, probably. Yeah. Stand. I would probably pick Bisbing because I think if GSP can't get a takedown, Bisbing I think betters him in stand up just via Chris boxing via I don't think GSP knocks him out unless somehow 
we see a return to vintage GSP, like GSP that fought, uh, like, uh, Fitch and Alves, where I felt like he was a lot more prone to striking and knocking dudes out or knocking them down. Or but if we if we get the the latter GSP that we saw in his career, where he's just kind of content with sticking and jabbing, I don't know if that GSP beats Bisping if he can't get a takedown. Mm. So yeah, I, I don't know, man. This this fight is this fight is interesting to to say the least. How how you, how you got this plan out? So um, I don't. Like, after four years off in an AC, another ACL tear, and like, dude, like this dude was not in like fight shape as of like a few months ago. Like, did you did you see the video of him like just in the gym with like his shirt off, just like kicking pads and like you got a little pot belly going no no uh, like it, don't like don't get me wrong he's probably still in like tremendous shape compared to like the average joe but like bisping can bisping's not a pace fighter in that he will pick up like the pace as the fight goes on or if he does it's not to the degree a guy like max holloway does it but he will fight a hella consistent pace for like Above average pace for like five rounds, right? And the last time GSP came back and tore his ACL and like had to go five rounds, it was against guys like Conde and Diaz. And like those, are the most like messed up I've ever seen is like hit them and like Giant Hendricks. Giant Hendricks kind of just closed it when the fight got down to the wire. Um, but yeah, no, like. He got touched up in both of those fights, and admittedly, like Diaz and Conde are way more, way better finishers and probably do more damage than Bisbing. But you add in the weight difference, the four years off, and like the torn ACL, like is GSP going to be able to go five rounds against a guy who can fight at consistent pace for five rounds? Who's going to have like twenty pounds on him come fight night? Right. Because, like, Bisping is a decent-sized middleweight. He's middleweight, not... Yeah. He, he, he's not, like... Rock, like um, not even Whitaker. Like, um, I'm trying to think of just, like, a small middleweight. But... I, I, I see him having a hard time overcoming all of those. Granted, GSP's the greatest fighter of all time, arguably. And, like, if anybody's going to be able to do it, it'd probably be him. So, uh, I'm sticking with Bisbing because I feel like that's just a safer pick. He, he's been active. He, he's picking up like the biggest wins of his career. He he's hitting a little harder nowadays. Yeah, I, I, I guess I'll go with Bisbing. Like, it's so weird. It's so fucking <laughs> it's, weird. It's, it's weird. Like, I'm talking about GSP like I know he's going to lose, and I'm never... <laughs> this is so strange. Yeah. Oh, man. There are so many fights announced, but this next fight I definitely want to talk... Actually, these next two... This whole card, but... Uh, Cody Garbrandt and Dillashaw. So I've been trying to figure out who I'm going to pick in this fight, and I've been flip-flopping um, back and forth, and... I still don't really know who I'm going to pick to win this. My Another scenario, if you put a gun in my head, 
I'm probably picking Cody. But I don't know, man. Like TJ just sometimes when he puts it all together, man, the dude's an animal. <laughs> like, but I, like no matter who wins, I, I think this fight will be extremely competitive. But I think the only thing that's stopping me from picking TJ is I, I feel like Cody. I can I can envision Cody ending this fight faster than I can picture TJ. Like, TJ, I could picture maybe accumulation of damage and him just kind of maybe dominating for a while. He gets a nice streak, TKO. <laughs> Cody, I can just picture, he, he might lose a round or drop a round. He just needs one. He just needs to connect one or two solid times, and that might be a wrap. <laughs> ah. And then, like, the way he looked in the Cruz fight with his footwork, he like, he... I've never seen somebody style on Dominic Cruz. Like, that's not supposed to happen. And somehow he did it. Like, I, he did what TJ did against Burrell, against Cruz. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to pick Cody by a very narrow margin. But I'm not confident in this pick. But I'm going to pick Cody. Uh, God. Um, I don't know which... TJ Dillashaw shows up for this fight. Like, one of the things Cody had going for him against Dominic Cruz was that Cruz, for like basically the entirety of his career, his his greatest strength has always been like he gets other people to chase him. Uh, Cody didn't fall for that at all. He like. Cruz was he was forced Cruz to fight him, not chase him to the cage, but chase him to that in between space between the cage and the center of the octagon. And Cody would like as Cruz was coming in, Cody would connect and he would get out the way and like he he'd um, taunt Cruz as they got to back to the center of the cage and like that that would get Cruz to commit more. And he would come forward with these big sloppy like overhand rights where he's not even freaking looking at him. And like take all these shots that we're just never gonna land. And like, and we talk about that fight, like you know, Cruz got styled on. He still only lost like forty-eight, forty-seven on the cards. Like, uh, like I legitimately thought going into the la- uh, um, not into the last round, but because I think I think I had Cody up three-one at that point, but like. If Cruz could get like a knockdown or uh, or anything just like crazy like that, he like yeah, he, he could have got back into the fight. He could have got yeah. back into the fight and could have like retained the title on a draw or something like that. And like what what I mean by like which TJ Dillashaw shows up is that um there's the TJ Dillashaw that fought Dominic Cruz and Henan Barrow, and the TJ Dillashaw that rematched Rafael Sunsal and John Lineker, you know? Yeah. And I, um, the 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 one that fought Henry Burrell was this guy who came forward and was throwing a combination, who was like taking really sharp angles in the pocket and like darting in and out and never was really out of arm's reach, but was like either like outside of your um, not outside but like to the left or right of like where your striking distance is, and would just be able to pop you two or three times before you were able to catch up. And then there's the the dude who fought Sunsau who just like fall off the back foot, drew out the counter, 
it was just like pot shotting. And the same guy who fought Lineker, who like that's part of the reason he got the takedown on Lineker is because like Lineker, like he'd pop Lineker hella hard, circle out, like faint, get Lineker to like commit to a punch because Lineker remembered the reaction and then duck under for the takedown. And like, I'm not sure which TJ Dillashaw is going to show up because against Cruz, like the his big flaw against Cruz was that was and Cruz mentioned this. It's actually really interesting. Cruz mentioned that it was easier to pick up Dillashaw's timing and like to, and like his reactions because like Dillashaw was giving him so much because he he was like staying in the pocket. He was throwing like four or five six punches at a time and like. Cruz could pick up on like the little tells and get his timing down for like for like counters and just like being able to dodge and slip and all that other good shit. And when he, he talked about fighting like a guy Uriah Faber and Faber was like this dude who would not give you anything. He will literally just jump into an overhand right. Right. <laughs> and like it'll come out of nowhere and so like you, you have no idea like what what you know what's coming but like you don't have a timing. You don't have timing on it because he's only shown it to you like two or three times in like four or five minutes. So what do you? You have anything to go on? So it really comes down to like which version of T.J. Dillashaw shows up. Because I think the pot shotting, like fight off the back foot guy, can win. But I don't know how he draws that style out of. Well, actually. And one of the things Gar- uh, Dillashaw is going from that Cruz didn't is Dillashaw can fight coming forward. He's not as good fighting in reverse as Cruz, but he's be- way better than Cruz at coming forward. So if he can get um, Gar- uh, Garbrandt to commit on fakes like he did against John Lineker, I-, I can see Dillashaw winning this fight. Like if he's committed to just staying and swimming in the pocket with Cody Garbrandt, though, he's going to get knocked out. Yeah, yeah. That's not, like, <laughs> not going to end well. Like, he's going to have to stay in the pocket just long enough to get Cody to bite on his like feints. Right. And then go in for a takedown. Right. Not even that. I don't. I think taking down Cody Garbrandt is, is a bad idea. Like, Cruz got in deep on like some of those takedowns, and he, he, he just got shucked off. Remember the cartwheel? I just remember Cody Garbrandt cartwheeled out of one of Dominic Cruz's <laughs> takedown attempts. Like, so, um, yeah, like, it, it comes, like, I, I think Ludwig has had, uh, what, now going, he's going to have 11 months to work TJ Dillashaw into something where he's going to be able to exploit the holes in Garbrandt's defense, and I think there's still holes there. I, I, I think, like, so I'm, I'm going to pick Dillashaw tentatively, adding in the fact that Garbrandt apparently went to Germany to have back surgery like two months ago. That's why the fight got canceled, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm a lean Dillashaw. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a pick em fight. It's definitely a pick em fight. It's one of the um, best fights the UFC can make. It is. It is. And, like, if the, yeah, if there was no GSP Bisbing, this, this would definitely be a, a, a great main event like this no matter who wins I'm, there's no way i it, see this fight being boring it, like it, it, it sucks i wouldn't crack two hundred thousand, but yeah yeah that is true but it'd be but an amazing fight it's amazing it would be yeah this, this is a really 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 great matchup um this next fight uh another pretty interesting matchup that i just saw got announced within the last few days uh wonder boy finally making his return he will be fighting jorge masvidal 
Um, I haven't really sat down on this fight much Me. on who I picked to win. I'm, I'm probably I'm probably gonna go with Masvidal to be honest. Um, not even really sure based on what, but <laughs> yeah, same here. I, I haven't had any time to think about it. Um, I, I I'll lean Masvidal for now just because I think Masvidal. Strangely enough, Masvidal has shown more. Um, what's the word? Urgency. Yeah, yeah, that's. See, yeah, I feel like he has more urgency, and he's just like an insanely tough dude who I just feel like he's just kind of on a good. He's got a good role going right now. Yeah. And Wonder Boy, I just feel like I got like a question mark over his head. But on the same token, I would not be surprised if Wonder Boy won because I feel like with Masvidal, this will be a fight where he'll definitely have a chance to show off more his striking. Because Masvidal's not gonna shy away from engaging. Yeah. So Wonder Boy could potentially catch him with something, but I might change before this fight happens. But yeah, if I'm going right now, I'm probably picking Masvidal. Like I'm my, probably going Masvidal. Um, my whole thing is just like we've the last 50 minutes we've seen of Stephen Thompson in the cage. He's done nothing with them. Like. Here's the thing. He has every stylistic advantage against Woodley, except maybe like re- except wrestling. And even then, Woodley's like this really short dude who really is who doesn't really shoot takedowns anymore. So, and, and when he does, he tends to tire out. So like, and he had 50 minutes to out kickbox this dude, and he did jack shit with it. Like there were like five moments of um, there were like five moments of uh. uh of offense, uh, five moments of big moments of offense, and both those fights put together, and they all came from Woodley. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I love Wonder Boy, but yeah, it's at this point, I'm not sure what I'm getting now when he comes in. But wouldn't be surprised though if he somehow uh, gets a glow. Yeah, I don't know if he, if he just like launched a head kick that just right. <laughs> he gets a Karate Kid KO out of nowhere. Definitely wouldn't be surprised. Um. You want uh, you want to hop into just some of these other fight announcements real quick? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say yeah because I'm looking at the list. There's a lot of uh. There's a lot of shit we haven't want... gotten to yet, and I, I um we haven't even gotten to well let's let's get into this JDS story real quick. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna. That's what I was looking at. We can like briefly go over all these other fight announcements. Then we can talk about the gory China card. Oh lord. Um, Bellator and a little Bellator before we wrap it up, I guess. All right. Uh, yeah, you can uh, you can kick off this uh this JDS <laughs> fiasco. So um, Junior Dos Santos scheduled the fight was scheduled to fight Francis Ngannou at UFC 215. That fight is now off. JDS um received what are they called um not a warning but he was alerted that he has tested. Oh wait, the story came out. Oh. Uh, he tests news. He tests positive for hydrochloro. Theazine tested positive for a banned diuretic. It was a diuretic. JDS's manager was right. He said the you saw the violation yesterday. Um, he is out of the fight at USC 215. Francis Agano, as far as I know, is without a partner. I think he's re- he's calling out Alistair Overeem on Twitter. And if I'm Alistair Overeem, <laughs> I'm not checking my Twitter. I'm turning <laughs> off my phone <laughs> for a couple weeks. <laughs> Yeah, don't check your notifications. If somebody tag you in a post, just act like you didn't see it. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm legit serious. Turn off your phone. 
go on the internet, buy a ticket to like the Caribbean, and go chill for a couple weeks. Yeah. Like, don't take this risk. It's not no. worth it. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Um. Back to the, the the diuretic real quick. So I know that's not a PED, but I would guess a diuretic you could use to flush out something though, because like diuretics. Yeah, basically that that's that, yeah. they're used to hide stuff that is bad. Yeah, and they flush you out. Like for people who don't know, because I've taken uh, I take high blood pressure pills, which are diuretics. They make you piss a lot. <laughs> they they clean you out. So yeah, if he was taking something, that I, I mean, tea's technically a diuretic, so. Yeah, that's true. So, I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. I can't say he was using drugs. Who knows? But either way, this fight is off. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> I was kidding. I love JDS. I'm... He's probably my favorite heavyweight ever. But when this fight got called off, there was a small sigh of relief. <laughs> yes. Stops the brain damage, bro. Oh man, like in Ganu, this might be. I can't say might. I, like him, I think like him and Romero, but I've, I, at this point I might put in Ganu number one. He might be the scariest guy in the UFC. This guy is just... Yeah, and Ganu is like a legit, just like intimidating human being just physically. Like, imagine the, like a football player who just looks like he's built to beat motherfuckers the fuck up. <laughs> and he literally... Like, a lot of people will, you know, talk trash about a fight and say, oh, I'll, I'll launch them in the air. No, he literally launched Arlovsky in the air. Like, feet were off yeah. of the ground. <laughs> yeah, no, he, 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 he like, oh, God, dude, I, um, crap, it was, who was the dude's name? It was Anthony that he beat? Anthony Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. Where he literally, like, he takes his lifelong wrestler. Like, he locks him to the ground and submits him. Like, heavy, uh, like Johnson's, like, not a great fighter, but he's a lifelong wrestler who wrestled, like, D1 or D2 or something like that. And he's a fairly big gentleman. And he's a huge-ass <laughs> dude. And then Ganu brought him to the ground and submitted him like it was nothing. Like, he was nothing to him. That is fucking terrifying. And... Shout-outs to Curtis Blades, who <laughs> somehow, because he went through, that, that went the distance, didn't it? He went two rounds, and the the doctor called it off, because his eye was closing. Yeah, but shout-outs to him for even making it that long, because most people just die, like. <laughs> Tough as <laughs> But shit, yeah, man. and Ganu, man, this this guy, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested just to see how far he goes, because this dude is just freakishly freakishly strong we i mean it's it is hard to say though because we haven't we haven't gotten to see a whole lot of him but to his credit we don't have to see a whole lot because he just kills everybody so (laughs) you know he's doing his part like he has all those small intangibles and he demonstrates them in ways that other heavyweights don't like todd duffy is a guy who i could compare him to like where he came in, he had all this hype, and he looked all the, he was intimidating, he was fast, but he'd, he'd never had the technique, or the timing, or the, uh, like, poise that Ngannou has. Like, uh, and it, it, dem- it shows itself in spades when he fights, like, 
Like his fights are always these like short things, but he is so made to do this. Right. <laughs> this guy was put on Earth to be a physical specimen and to just destroy things. Like his story, and... his story is crazy. Like where he was just like a homeless dude in the streets of France after like migrating from Cameroon. And he was just, like, he just showed up at, like, this gym in France one day and was just like, can you guys let me train for a little bit? I was like, clean floors and shit, if you let me. And, like, the the head of the gym took one look at him and was like, I will pay you to be big and come in the gym and lift shit up for me. And, like, beat people up. Like, life is good if you are a big athletic heavyweight. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, J- JDS may have gotten, uh, he already had some years taken off his life, unfortunately, from the Kane fight. Well, and he might have just avoided even more yeah. <laughs> being taken off. And, yeah, for Overeem, I mean, hey, man, if, if Overeem decides to take the fight, more power to you. I mean, if, if you do get the win, you, you, you kind of shut down a hype train. Um, I'm not sure what it does for you ranking-wise, but, like, it, it's it's a solid when You beat a guy who everybody's looking at as, like, a dude you probably just don't want any parts of. But, I mean, Overeem, if you don't take the fight, I'm not judging you at all. I'm 110% on your side if you, uh, uh, yeah, you, uh, don't pay your phone bill, just get your phone cut off, yeah. and decide that you have other things in life that you're interested in other than fighting right now. <laughs> Dude, like, there's nobody else from the fight, too. Like, right. Well, the rest of Top 10's book, Tybora's fighting Hunt, well, we'll get to that, I guess. Um, Owen Nick is fighting, uh, what's his name, uh, Albini. Um, Fabricio Verdum is fighting Derek Lewis. Like, no, Volk- Volk- fighting Struve. <laughs> Cain Velasquez is in, like, the ether somewhere. Just chilling. <laughs> like, smoking to, so that he can wake up in the morning, get out of bed. Like, there's not, like, a lot of options. Unless they want to throw him an easy win, or like not an easy win, but like a step down, like a guy like Tim Johnson. Yeah, it's... yeah, and I feel like he's gonna be one of those guys that like, yeah, it's, it's gonna be hard to just find him matchups because nobody wants this in their life right now. Yeah, like it's gonna be hard to like it's like, we're talking about him destroying Overeem, and Overeem is the number one contender right now. Like, I, I, I envision him fighting Fabricio Verdum, and I envision him knocking Fabricio Verdum out. Like, JDS and Mark Hunt, JDS with full rest, and Mark Hunt are like the two guys I look at before Stipe, I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe they're able to do stuff with him. But my, my, I just think of, like, he has a very good understanding of the fundamentals, and he's so much more athletic than everybody else. It just seems unfair. Yeah. It's, like, he doesn't need this deep repertoire of tools to get past these dudes. Right. Especially guys like Hunt and JDS, who were knocked out this year. And they're showing, like, deteriorating chin, so. No. Yeah. Good luck to anybody fighting in Ghana. Yeah. Good luck. Your f- future UFC heavyweight champion in the making. Right. <laughs> um, I guess real quick, um, I want to glance through some of these fights just because I want to give them mention. But um, 
Uh, Paige Van Zandt and Jessica I is a fight that is apparently happening and at, at 125, so that's a thing. Um, what what card is that again? That's two. Uh, I'm not sure. I, yeah, I didn't write down the. I the versus Van uh, but, BVZ. Uh oh wow. It's at some point. I feel like it's not it's not too far off from now. Uh, UFC 216. Yeah, so that's that's going down. Um. Really weird matchup. I'm not sure who I'm picking that fight, but hey, I'm I'm glad that the UFC is you know there's a 125 division now, so I'm I'm all, definitely all for that. Get JoJo a um, fight, right? ASAP. Let's not waste any time. Let's <laughs> let's let's do this now. Um, other fights that we probably won't spend too much on, but I just want to give a quick mention. Uh, Chitty Njikawani and Andre Korshkov will be happening in Bellator. Um, this Friday. That should be that's. Oh yeah, that is this Friday. So yeah, that's um that's a really dope that's a really dope matchup. Um uh I think you mentioned earlier Mark Hunt and Marcin Tabora, um Struve and Volkov, which is actually the next UFC card, I believe. Um Courtney Casey and Felice Herrig. And uh I think we mentioned Arlovsky and Albini. Yeah, um right. so just really quick, Arlovsky, Albini, Hill Ansarov, Pettis Poirier and Diego Sanchez, Matt Brown at UFC Norfolk in oh, yeah, Virginia. That is that is sad. When is that card? That is uh, November. I want to say U- UFC Norfolk is one twenty. UFC Fight Night one twenty. I could realistically go to that card. <laughs> Do you want to see Diego Sanchez die live? Hey man, <laughs> it would be my first time seeing an MMA fight in person. Why not witness a death? <laughs> yeah, it's November 11th. I don't know. I, 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 let me think about that. Um, I guess real quick, who who you got in Pettis Poirier? I think that's a pretty interesting matchup. I I'll pick Poirier because I, I'm not sure Pettis still has that athletic pop anymore, where he's just like able to surprise dudes with how hard he kicks and how hard he punches. Um, Poirier is the type of dude. Like years ago, I would have said that that would have been like a boring matchup for him, but. Now I'm not 100 percent sure, so I'll, I'll lean Poirier in a five round fight. Man, I don't know who I got in this. I like I, I I really like what I saw from Pettis and uh against them in the Miller fight, but I don't know Poirier at 155. I mean he's had a few slip ups, but dude 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 is a tank at 155. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This is gonna be an interesting fight. I, I'm I might lean slightly towards Poirier. Um. I wouldn't be surprised if Pettis won, but I don't know. I, I could honestly see Poirier ending that fight. But uh we'll uh we'll see. Um I guess yeah, another another fight to talk about. I I guess that's happening. I, I guess. <laughs> uh so where, where are we going are we are we kicking over to the other sport or are we gonna No I'm going I'm going with Lee and uh and and, and Ferguson. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, so so we got a interim fight. Um, it's interim type. Whatever. I'm not gonna go into it. But <laughs> glorified uh, number one contender fight. Right. Basically, uh, Kevin Lee and Tony Ferguson. All right. So real quick, I'm just gonna assume, not that I've even looked at this at all, is Khabib injured somewhere? Um, he's after that like health meltdown. It was um Ramadan, so he probably isn't like 100 percent yet. Okay. All right. Cause so he's probably um he's probably out the picture for the rest of the year, or at least until December or something. Yeah, because at first I was thinking, like, there was nobody else other than Kevin Lee, but then I had to really sit and think about it, 
because you got Alvarez and Gaethje are are booked. Um, trying to bring up lightweight real quick. Um, yeah, so Khabib is uh, Habib is out. I'm pretty sure Nate isn't taking any fights. <laughs> um, uh, Michael Johnson, who just lost to Gaethje, so that can't happen. Uh, what's Barbosa doing? He already beat. Uh, already, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, fight, don't yeah. get me wrong. I'd love to see round two. Yeah, that's a fight that deserves to happen again. Oh yeah, I guess at this point, and with his win over uh, Casilla, I, I guess you know. Yeah, he he's 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 bolstered himself up there to to make his I guess his way up to this spot. So, I've I've I think I've mentioned this before. I I was never too sold on Kevin Lee. Same here. <laughs> um, but I, I I did I was impressed by the Kiesa fight. Um, but on the same token, I am not betting against Tony Ferguson. Dude, Tony Ferguson is the best lightweight on the planet right now. Yeah, might, Tony Ferguson is an animal. He legit might be the might be like the dude to take lightweight by the reins and just rule it. Yeah, like Ferguson. He it's kind of funny. Like I, I kind of look at him like how I look at Holloway. Like these dudes are just scary. Like <laughs> they're just like I look at them and I'm just like. I don't know what you do with that, man. Like, I don't know. Dude, I thought Barbosa was beating the crap out of him. Right. Like, that fight was basically one-sided, but, like, Ferguson just broke him just by running into his fist over and over again. <laughs> like, yeah, don't get me wrong. Kevin Lee is, you know, he's a young dude. He's really athletic. He, he's definitely, he has more talent than I, I definitely gave him credit for. Um, but I, think I don't know. And against Ferguson, it's not you don't want to have that be a weakness. And then Ferguson just he just has that X factor, like you just don't know what he's gonna do, man. This guy's just he's a wild man, but like somehow he does these wild things, but like he makes them work. On top of just being insanely tough and being able to take punishment, but still find his way back into a fight and going for flying the knee bars and. Oh, go ahead. And being the most well-conditioned fighter in MMA. Yeah, like, man, this dude like... went five rounds with Rafael Dos Santos at altitude. Like, not even at altitude. He fought at, like, 7,000, 8,000 miles high or feet high, whatever, in Mexico City. Like, have you, yeah. have you seen the way he trains? Like, this dude is like a walking ACL. Like, he is, like, the, the threat of an ACL tear hangs over this man. Because <laughs> he trains like a, not only does he train like a madman, like he does like all this old school shit where like, with like, stuff where like, we've proven through science that this is bad for everything about you, <laughs> and yeah, he's still one of like the most phys like physically well conditioned fighters to ever do this. Yeah, man, this this guy, this guy's scary, man. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I I envision that Kevin Lee can make this fight competitive in spurts, but I I can't. There's no way I see him winning this, man. I I can't envision it. Like, I I feel like Ferguson kind of just has like that Holloway thing. Like Holloway's just been gunning for Aldo. Like he know, like he knew in his heart that he could get that belt. And I just feel like Ferguson is the same way with lightweight. Like he is gunning for that belt, and he knows he can take it. 
And yeah, I don't know who stops him. Like Habib, Khabib and Ferguson would have been a great match, but my thing with Khabib is um, like we've seen him beat Rafael dos Santos, and we've seen him beat uh Michael Johnson. Like he's never really been put through that like had that uh, had that like spotlight put on a, a spotlight put on him like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. He beat um, RDA before he won the title. He beat Johnson, who's kind of famous for just, like, breaking mentally in fights. And just, like, when he gets taken down, it's kind of over. Like, Ferguson's going to give him a fight. If that if that fight ever happens, Ferguson's going to put it on him. Oh, yeah. I, I want to know how Khabib handles that. Because he's going to put it on him for five rounds. And I've never, Has Khabib ever been following a five-round fight in the UFC? I know he did, like, in... Not in one, but like M1 and um, Pro or whatever. Did he? No, I must I have made remember. this shit up. No, he's never fought in a five-round fight before. So, And he's having weight trouble and like... You know what I mean? Like, So, that that's weird. But, um... Yeah. And I guess the last UFC fight that we're going to talk about real quick or just mention... Oh, yeah, yeah, Silva- Silver. Anderson Silva, Kelvin Gastelum is finally remade. It's going to be in UFC uh, Shanghai for UFC's first um, show on the mainland in China. That's a really big deal because that means they got into some government official's back pocket. <laughs> Man, that that's another interesting fight. And yeah, I'm, oh, I love Anderson, but 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 but. Uh, yeah, you put a gun in my head. At this point in their careers, I might have to go Gaslam. Power in the hands. Dude is crazy fast. He's also a good wrestler. A great scrambler <laughs> on the ground. Don't let yeah, Anderson for you. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, Wadman's just a, a mammoth of a human. <laughs> so, yeah, like, Gaslam and... Oh, what is that? No, no, go ahead. He doesn't say. Yeah, he's just Anderson in these last few fights. While he's he's looked decent, he's looked okay, but I don't, I don't know if he's gonna have enough to, to pull this off. But on the same token, he is Anderson Silva. He he's he still has glimpses of Matrix moments. So maybe maybe he pulls off a flash knockout. I'm not sure, but. If, if I'm a betting man, yeah, I'm probably going with Gaslam. But I, I think this will be an entertaining fight, nonetheless, though. I think it's just, like, weird. Like, Anderson's fights are just weird now. <laughs> like, um... Because <laughs> he's such a committed counterfighter, it just leads to these long... Just fall of nothing, or, like, the other guy's going to do something, and... It's just going to be fucking weird. That's all I got. I, I, I mean, it was yeah. probably going to be entertaining weird, but, like, weird nonetheless. Yeah. It'll be something. It'll, it'll, it'll be a, a fun uh, fight. Oh, last mention before we go to the other sport. Uh, Frank Mir uh, signed a Bellator, for whatever that's worth. Um, could potentially become champ over there with the way heavyweight is going on. How, how dare you disrespect my man Bobby Lashley like that? <laughs> Or Javi Ayala, for that matter. <laughs> but, 
according to Frank Mir, uh, they, he's making more money in Bellator than he did in the UFC. So, hey, man, I'm not mad at you. Get get your money. Um, and I still think, I mean, he, he's definitely towards the latter half downside of his career. But he, he might have a little bit left in the tank. And with his ground game, he, he can always give anybody problems. So, hey, man, go over there. Do what you can do. Get 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 your money. Um, yeah. Oh, then uh, oh. really quick then, because we hopped into Bellator. Um, Bellator 186. Ryan Bader versus Linton Vassell. Um, the heavyweight title fight. Uh, also on the card, Phil Davis and Eric Ruth. That's important because Bellator is actually going to be going to Penn State. They're going to be doing it at the Bryce Jordan Center. Um, I spent two years in Penn State. I was always curious why no MMA cards would like do events there because there's always just like Penn State dudes out there doing shit. So like I'm, I'm actually kind of looking forward to seeing what the response will be on campus because I don't think we've seen like many MMA fights on like school campuses before. That's weird. Now that you think of it, and now that you mention that, like, I feel yeah, I would think that would be more of a common thing. Like yeah, especially if you can get like a dude who went to like a big school and had like right, like maybe um. What's his name? Oh, Ovin St. Pru. Was he like a big deal when he was on the team? Uh, I wasn't a Tennessee Vols fan, so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> but, like, I would think, though, like, you can just sell. Because students are going to. Students would go with that, man. What what 22 to, like, 24-year-old doesn't want to watch? <laughs> even if he doesn't even know what he's watching. People get fight, and you find out, oh, this guy was on our football team. Like, I think that's a good okay, move, though, like... that they're going to Penn State. That's that's definitely yeah. a good, a good move, especially when you got Ed Ruth on your t- uh, on your roster. Like, right? Uh, Is he on the main card though? I hope he's on the main. Card. He should he should be getting around the time where he starts being on the main card. I think he's had like four fights now. Yeah, I feel like about time we. Uh, he's had oh, he's had yep. three, so he might still be on the prelims. So, which I'm I'm fine with actually because like he got three fights. He's had three fights. Like, he still hasn't been to the... Oh, he, he went to the second round of his last fight, but he still hasn't been, like, in there with somebody who has experience. No. And I'm not sure he's ready for that type of fight yet, so... We'll see, though. That's that's a good move, though. I like the, the Penn State move. Um, Hopefully we see more like it. Like, Yeah, I, I feel like if this if, goes successful, that this... I don't say it's like the next wave, but like we'll start to see more. Well, of... dude, they're they're um they're signing all these wrestlers like straight out of college and shit. Like, uh, not was not straight out of college, but you know what I mean. Like, straight off the regional scene with like two or three wins. Like, right. they just got Logan, uh, Logan Sterley or whatever his name is, Logan. Yeah, Sterley. Sterley. Yeah. Uh, they got uh, what the fuck is his? Like, they got the dude. You see, I suck at these dudes' names. Because eventually they all morph into this very generic like wrestler dude. <laughs> Point being, they got a lot of dudes who are like former NCAA All Americans, and that's been their model. So like maybe that's where they're going for. Maybe they're they're aiming to just like become this touring college thing. I see. Like if they could get Ed Roof to a title shot. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did I fucking miss what? this? What? Michael McDonald Inc.'s multi-fight deal with Bellator? What? This is from March. Wow. What? Really? 
Yeah. Was his last UFC fight that long ago? No, no. He remember he like quit the U. Like he called the UFC up and was like, "I'm not making any money fighting for you guys. Can you guys please release me?" Oh wow. Oh man, you could get like McDonald's versus Don. Oh man. Good fights at 135 for him. Right, uh, yeah, like they didn't yeah. need a 135 division. Speaking of which, Heather Hardy has her next fight. Bellator 180. Uh, shit. I had it right in front of me. Fuck. <laughs> it's got to be like 180, 182. One I think it's like 185. Huh. I think it's like 185 or something. I don't remember. Yeah, definitely watch your fight. It'll be entertaining. I don't even know who she's fighting, but. <laughs> Heather Hardy, easily the best boxer in women's uh, MMA, maybe like Joanna and Jacek is second. Like, so we're not going to talk about Holly Holm in her boxing. So, <laughs> but oh boy, so yeah, that that rounds out all the the news. That's that's a lot of fights. But uh, one fight that got announced that I saw uh, yesterday, universal um, disapproval. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm very, like, literally, I'm very concerned for this fight. I, I saw it, and I, I, uh, um, okay, so, I can't remember what glory card this is going to be on. Um, glory China, 48. Oh, Lord. Or 46, no, what is, what is that? Uh, I want to say, wait, wait. Nope, I don't have it in front of me. Shit. Either way. It's coming up, I feel like, not too uh, long from now. Um, so, Rico Verhoeven, who, uh, by far and large, the best heavyweight kickboxer probably on the planet right now. He's been uh, been on a tear, to say the least, for some it, years now. It's Gory 46 China. Gory 46, okay. So, uh, yeah. They, they've been scrambling to find names for Rico to fight, and somehow, I don't know how this name got brought up, or why... Anybody thought this was a good idea, but um, one Bigfoot Silva, who need I remind people, uh, recently fought, uh, what's my man's name, um, former Bellator champ, Minotov, uh, Minikov. I'm not sure if that was his last fight, but that was one of his last fights, in which he did not look good in at all. Um, yeah, so Bigfoot somehow got his way into a heavyweight title fight. With Rico Verhoeven, the same Bigfoot who has been getting just knocked out, just it seems like just viciously every time we see him, is now in a title fight against so you want, Rico Verhoeven. You want, you want to take a trip? We're Let's gonna look it. at his. We're gonna look at his um his record since he lost his UFC title opportunity back in 2013. He got. Yeah, he got into a fight of the year competitor with uh, Mark Hunt in 2013. He it got overturned to a no contest. I think it was a draw. It was a draw. Um, it TRT levels. T, uh, T levels, but uh, he is one in eight since then. His only win has come against Soa Palede. And in those eight losses, he's been knocked out seven times. And that is an MMA. And I know Rico Verhoeven isn't like a big knockout puncher. But the man fights at a ridiculous pace for heavyweight. 
So he's yeah. just going to be pounding Bigfoot for the better part of five rounds. And he is a technician. <laughs> yeah. This this man is. I, I'm not gonna lie. I used to I used to hate on Rico because he used to beat a lot of people that I was fans of. But this guy is a technician as a kickboxer, man. Like it's people his size aren't shouldn't be allowed to like have movement and just fluidity like it like the dude is just he's a beast man he is a beast <laughs> he's basically like cyborg or like it's just unfair how technical and athletic he is he doesn't have like the physical power that cyborg has like domineering over the division but like come on this isn't yeah. right yeah like like I don't you're, know you're, how this fight. You're going got to sanctioned. you're going to China. You could have had him fight like Andre Garish, uh God damn it, Garish Simchuk, the the last dude who beat him when he fought for like a Kun uh fights in China. Hmm. But no, you you you're winning. Got Bigfoot. Yeah. And I get why. Like Bigfoot's a name. You'll like MMA fans will see that name and be like, how the fuck is Bigfoot fighting for a title? <laughs> like, uh, but still, like. I, I don't want to see that. Yeah. Like, literally, I'm concerned for this man's safety. Like, at this point, it's like he's taken so much damage that, like, it's it's almost like this isn't even cool. Like, I don't even understand how this got sanctioned. Like, uh, Bigfoot's out here defending it because he's like, McGregor, uh, McGregor and the Robox are going to be there to try to surprise. Like,. Come on, man. Yeah, while you, that may be you true, McGregor also... Hasn't been knocked out like right. times in the last nine fights. You know, he also hasn't... Like, Bigfoot was never McGregor in MMA to begin with. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Comparison not valid. Not at all. And it's like... it's I could see if you were like... On the undercard, and you were fighting like an up and comer. Even then, I would still be against it. But like, it may it would make a little bit more sense. But like, you're fighting like pound for pound one of the best kickboxers on earth. <laughs> After you're, already, yes, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I don't. I hope I don't know. I forgot the president of uh, this is this name, is but. Uh, this is BJ Penn fighting Sidachai, basically. That didn't happen, did it? No, but... Oh, also, oh I didn't mean, like, if it would have happened. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. Is, I hope that never happened. Like if you, yeah. This is the equivalent of that. And I get it, like, for people who've never seen Rico fight, boy, is this going to be a showcase fight. He's going to get to do probably anything he wants to. But... Like, at what point do you sacrifice, like, the showmanship for, like, this this man's safety? Like, apparently. I get it. Now. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> right. Like, it's just, I don't know. It, it's, I, lo I, I, I love combat sports and, and violence as much as the next man, but, like, there's a line that you have to draw at some point where it's just, like, do we really need to watch? Bigfoot in this fight. Like, do, do we really need to see this? No. We don't, but... If you want... If you think boxing heavyweight is thin, and MMA heavyweight is thin, 
kickboxing heavyweight division is um like non-existent. Like they literally had to bring in the infusion heavyweight champion just to find somebody who Rico hasn't already beaten. All right. Uh, shout out to Peter Arts. <laughs> Dude, what happened to that? Like that was like that era of heavyweight was like um the like that was like Ali, Ali and Frazier and Norton and all those dudes and Foreman. Like that was that that era of like Peter Ayers and um Henry Hoof and God uh Semi Schilt and all those dudes. That era was basically like the Ali Frazier Norton era, right? For kickboxing, for kickboxing. and now and, and now we're and now I mean, we're up with like the scraps. I was gonna say, I mean, and then we got we got like Daniel Gita, and then we had Gokan Saki, we had Overeem, and, all those, dudes, and all those dudes just bounced. Yeah, well, we got Saki back in MMA. <laughs> Why is it back? And, and Spong's off doing his boxing thing. Like he, I think he has a fight schedule now. I think about it. He's like ten and zero. Really? Yeah. Like maybe. I was really hoping he would have kept at MMA, but maybe, maybe the dude makes an appearance on um, Showtime in sometime in the future because he's yeah he's ten and zero. He's not beating anybody with a record. Like the la- like the last two he fought was six and eleven, but. Wins a wins a win, man. Yeah, it is, and he's a name. But yeah, Rico and Bigfoot, man, just we gotta we gotta stop this. Like, who we kidding? <laughs> We're gonna watch. I'm just gonna I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch, but I'm just gonna secretly hope for the safety of Bigfoot that this fight somehow gets canceled before. It, it happens, and they they find some other replacement. Anybody, literally anybody else other than Bigfoot, man. Like we we can't do this. We can't send this man to a grave. This, uh, I don't know. This wild 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 times. <laughs> we, wild times we live in, and in all of and all of combat sports. It brings up it but, brings uh, up the question: Does China have an athletic commission overseeing licensing these fights? There's no way. There is no way this <laughs> yeah. fight gets licensed in the U.S. Uh, I, I feel like they don't care. They, they they want an event. They're gonna get an event. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we're coming up on a hour and about fifty minutes. Um, I guess it's about time for parting shots and shoutouts. Um, I only got one. I can only think of one. Uh, my parting uh, shout out will go to uh, one championship who recently had a card that I missed, as I miss all of their cards because they always happen while I'm at work. But nonetheless, uh, featherweight title fight, which I believe was a rematch between Martin Wynn and Marat uh, Gavarov, if I'm saying that right. Um, I think Gavarov was 11 and 0 or 10 and 0. He was undefeated before this. And uh, Martin Wynn finally put fourteen. Oh, Something fourteen like that. Or or now now fourteen and one. Uh, Martin Wynn uh, landed a very vicious <laughs> counter KO. I think uh, Marat had went for like a leg kick, and uh, Martin timed the counter just perfectly and just shut the lights out and uh, won a rematch. And I also think 
anybody out there correct me if I'm wrong. I think Wynn recently lost his dad or somebody in his family. And made it was a, something crazy like that. Yeah, like made a promise to them that he was going to win the featherweight belt, and he did it. Um, so shout outs to him, man. That was a it was a really beautiful KO. So if you guys get a chance to uh, watch it, definitely check that out. The, the card, from what I saw, looked pretty good. I just I just miss all their cards because they always happen while I'm at work. So um, yeah, man. Shout outs to Martin Wynn and uh, great great win. Great uh, good to get a KO and a rematch in a match that I think he lost about a year ago. Was the last time they fought a year or two ago. So yeah, shout shout outs to him. Man. That was a really really awesome KO. A little bit of trivia for you. Martin Wynn beat, um, what's his name, Angela Lee, her, his, her uh, brother, Christian. Man, oh, man. that was the guy who beat him. Yeah. So. Okay, I think I saw that fight. Weird year for upsets for one, because they also, well, I think it was like the end of last year, but like they also have Ayo- uh, Shinya Aoki getting the fuck need out of him in the face. <laughs> Who did he fight? Did I see that fight? He fought, um, what's his name? Oh, God, I always suck with these fucking 1FC fighters. Or Foy, Okay, I think I saw that fight. I think I did. But yeah, they they put on pretty, uh, pretty good cards over there. Just, they always happen at, like, 3 in the morning yeah. when I can't watch yep. them. <laughs> but, but, um, my parting shot... For um, so this year has been crazy for boxing retirements. We had the uh, Vladimir Klitschko retired, Timothy Bradley retired, Juan Manuel Marquez retired, um, Shinsuke Yamanaka, and uh, God, what was the other homie's name? Um, Tim Bradley. So I, I, him too, but Shinsuke Yamanaka and uh, the other dude. Was it Yamanaka who retired? Now I'm just freaking playing myself. Point being, a lot of dudes in boxing have retired this year. Um, so my two shouts are going to go to one, Shane Mosley, who recently announced his retirement. And two, to um, Miguel Cotto, who is going to retire fighting the system when he goes to fight this Saturday against the McGregor Mayweather card. <laughs> Thug life. <laughs> he, he'll be fighting at HBO. And let me check really quick to see who he's fighting. Oh, he's fighting uh, Yoshihiro Kamagai. No, the action journeyman type fighter. So, shouts to Sugar Shane Mosley and Miguel Cotto. Another two guys who are going to retire. Back when I was a casual, casual combat sports fan. These were literally like two of the only like five or six guys I actually knew. So, it, it's crazy to see that they're retiring from the sport. Yeah. Sugar, Shane was that guy back in the day, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, man. And one of the only few people that can say they buckled Mayweather for a brief second. Yeah. And then, <laughs> but, hey, man, that's something. But yeah, definitely, definitely shout outs to those two. Um, as far as uh, things coming up, I mean, of course, uh, as you guys will, whenever you guys hear this, we'll be one week away from Mayweather and McGregor. So um, yeah, we'll definitely have a podcast discussing that. <laughs> that's, 
That's 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 gonna be fun. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think the next UFC card. I don't have it pulled up in front of me, so I can't do the date. But um, Struve, uh, Stefan Struve, and Alexander Volkov. I want to say it's September second. Yeah, yeah. September. It's not too far after. Uh, not too far. Like after the Mayweather McGregor uh, event, like MMA kind of starts kicking back up. We start getting some more fights. So it's like two days. Um, it's like a week after the um, the Mayweather fight. So yeah. it's like the Sunday after so, or something. But, yeah, so that that's going down. That'll be a fun, interesting fight between two of the tallest <laughs> fighters ever. Um, that'll, that'll be pretty uh, interesting to watch. Tour is uh, on Friday. Oh yeah, the uh, Enjikawani and Korshkov. So uh, that's happening. Uh, speaking of fights happening uh, tonight. Well, by the by the time you guys hear this, the fight will be done happened already. But uh, who's uh Terence Crawford fighting? Uh, Namibi Namibian boxer Julius Ndongo. So that fight's going down in about approximately fifty-two minutes. <laughs> so, it's worth noting. This is uh, for like the unified title, like the unified one hundred forty-pound title. So the IBF, the WBO, the WBC, and the uh, WBA belts will all be on the line. And and it's on ESPN. It'll be the yeah. It'll be the first time the belts have been unified since um the the man whose life is just completely spiraled out of control, Jermaine Taylor, was the unified champion after beating Bernard Hopkins. So that's going down. Yeah. And I've learned this year. I, I wasn't familiar with Terrence Crawford before, but this year has taught me that this man is uh he's nasty. <laughs> he's he's definitely nasty. So uh yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that fight. Um So yeah, that's uh pretty much all coming up, so definitely be on the lookout next week for uh post Mayweather McGregor shenanigans. Oh wait, um, wait, 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 I just remembered something. I'm sorry. Um well, Invicta F C twenty Five. When is that? Oh, it's August thirty first. Okay. I, for some crazy reason, I thought it was next Saturday. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> Who's headlining? Uh, it will be Yana Kuniskaya versus Raquel Palalui, Livia Hanna Souza versus uh, Janessa Moradine. I think that's the woman who uh, Hannibal Burris paid to have like, all pictures on her shorts, his face on his, her shorts. <laughs> but she couldn't make the date because like visa issues so whatever uh, shout out to Paula Louie that's a title fight isn't uh, it? it might be yeah yeah shout out to her I feel like she's been in the game for a while she's not somebody I thought I would see fight for a title but she has been steadily making improvements since um I was like tough was she on tough like the first season of tough for like I think she was yeah so Shouts to her. Yeah, yeah shouts to her. So, uh, yeah, a lot a lot going down. Uh, and quick note before we close, I'm still <laughs> still waiting to hear from iTunes uh, about getting the podcast on iTunes. But until then, uh, of course, we're on SoundCloud, which, as far as I know, I think isn't dying or going down the tank. So I guess SoundCloud will still be a thing, at least for now. So uh, still on SoundCloud, still on YouTube. Uh, recently, we are on Google Play, so you can listen to us on that. Um, I'm really hoping for the, uh, the iTunes thing. I'm, I'm really hoping for that. But 
Um, till then, if you guys could, man, if you listen, if you're one of the few listeners, man, like, share, definitely comment. Definitely, definitely uh, share. Yeah, man, can't stress that enough. I need, we need views, man. We need, we need. My views. children are going hungry. <laughs> right. <laughs> Remember the speech, man. You don't want us back in the streets. You don't. You don't want us quitting the podcast. And dude, I will sell like crack to your children out of spite. <laughs> Like <laughs> it can get real bad. So yeah, man. If you love com, if you like combat sports, just share. Just just click to share, man. Send it. Send it to somebody who who will appreciate it. And definitely comment. Uh, would definitely would you know would love to talk to you guys. But yeah, man. Just just spread the love, man. Spread the love. If you don't spread love, we'll spread crack. Exactly. So so you know, do do the right thing. Be be a good person. But uh. We've hit the two-hour mark. We covered a lot. Lots happened. A lot more will happen. So uh, be on the lookout. And as always, anytime people are being kicked and or punched in the face, we'll be there to talk about it. And hopefully we will catch you guys soon. Peace.